live from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to our program here this morning on the Voice of the Cape. I'm Asim Qasim and our guest today, Mulana Sabri Davids. If you do have any of your questions, uh, the number 47913, that's the number once again, 47. Oops, uh, it seemed that uh, Faldi found the lily with me. I just ask him once again to load us the SMS line there. And uh, inshallah, you may send through on 47913 as uh, soon as our technician Faldi found the lily with us today. I'm going to ask him to load us the SMS line because I mistakenly just closed it up. So we'll open it up once again, and then you can, uh, as soon as you possibly can, send through our SMSs. Our guest today, once again, is Molna Sabri Davids, and we'll be taking your calls. Uh, not your calls, rather. We will be taking your SMSs. So back by popular demand, as the cliche goes, but that's what it is. Molna is back with us. And uh, up until the hour of 1, remember, we break for news at 12. So we once again looking at questions and we're looking at your marriages and uh, inshallah Allah will do his utmost to respond and as you know Mullah also runs his Friday evening classes uh, they're from uh, Masjid Uthani where Mullah is the Imam at that uh, particular Masjid in, in Mitchell's Plain that's the on the Rocklands Road and uh, those classes taking place on a Friday evening as well so Definitely do tune in, uh, tell everyone the program is on, it's taking place, call the family, call the friends, tell the neighbors that the program is happening and it's happening right now up until the hour of one. The only break that we will have obviously for our ads, and, uh, but uh, our main break will be at 12 for the news and then we'll also bring you the Janazas after the news as per usual. So yes. Do tune in, stay tuned in to 91.3. If, you're all, if you are audio streaming, you can do that on uh, www.vocfm.co.za. When you go to the home page, you'll see the home page, you'll see several icons there on the top. And uh, as you go through horizontal, you'll come to multimedia. Click on the icon multimedia, and that's where you can download these uh, religious programs, these spiritual programs. That's where you can download it as podcasts so that's something that you can do as well just in case uh, you know there's someone who you feel that should have listened to the program and that person for some or the other reason couldn't listen today then you can um, advise that person go to the website of the voice of the cape and that's where we can uh, get a hold of all these programs and download them onto your iphone onto your android download them as podcasts inshallah so during the course of the week Hopefully this whole program as well will be available. But for our previous programs, that's where you can get hold of them. And obviously, if you do not have access to those facilities, come to the Voice of the Cape Studios, uh, speak to the receptionist, speak to Najma, and I'm sure she can arrange for you a copy. I think it's 40 Rensel. I'm not sure whether the price has changed, but yes, that's the price. Molana, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Molana, yes, indeed, shukran for the reminder to listen and keep on listening. Also, I just want to take the opportunity before we start, Molana, Nahmaduhu wa nasalli ala rasulihi al karim amma ba'd. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has given us life, Molana, alhamdulillah. And the purpose of this life, the objective of this life is just that we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah reminds us. وَمَا خَلَقَتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That Allah has not created jinn kind and mankind except 
for the worship and the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah to keep us in His worship, Allah ma'amin. Such worship that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept immediately. And there must be no flaws in our ibadat, no flaws in our worship because indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be worshipped with the most beautiful way of worshipping and that is why we make the dua after every salah. Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Oh Allah assist us, help us and aid us towards the best form of ibadah and the best form of remembrance. Hmm. With that said, Molana, I want to take this opportunity to wish my son who got married two weeks ago, Wasim and his lovely wife Asma, I want to wish them Mubarak, inshallah, may Allah grant them khair, and may Amen. Allah grant them all the best, inshallah. Mm-hmm. So yes, indeed, we are back, and we are just waiting for the uh, listeners to send the SMSs, Molana. Yes, inshallah, as soon as those SMSs come through, remember it's 47913, if you do have any questions pertaining to your marriages and family life, uh, you're most welcome to send through your SMSs, and uh, inshallah, Allah um, will do his best to respond to those SMSs as well. And uh, anything that you that you have on your mind pertaining to marriages. I know uh, last week there was one or two, but unfortunately we couldn't respond to them. And uh, so if there are anything, you can do that at this time. The program, as we mentioned before, just trying to remind everyone, the program will be up until the hour of one. Molina, and uh, as well to um, Molina, are you running a course, like a six-month type of a course, or, or does the course just run um, non-stop, continuously? Okay, okay. okay. Rahman Rahim. Molina, we started last year again uh, from from scratch, so to speak. Mm. Uh, what what I've noticed happened is that uh, throughout the year, people join in the class. We have the class only once a week between Maghrib and Isha. So uh, that is, I, I'm trying to make it as easy and not too drawn out because if you make it too long, you lose people's focus and attention. Mm-hmm. So it's just from Maghrib to Isha, which is roughly about 45 minutes to an hour. So I haven't, uh, I haven't added a... A, 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 you know, a deadline of let's say six months to it, simply because there's always people joining in. So if you say now, you know, that the courses were six months only started in January, if the guy wants to come in May, for example, then he feels despondent because Nas, as mm-hmm. but it's a running thing. What has happened this year because of new people coming all the time, uh, we have had to start from scratch again upon request. Mm-hmm. It was requested that we start from scratch again. So right now at this stage, we are busy with revision, so to speak, but not in a, as much depth as we went. Um, sadly, unfortunately, because of people joining all the time um, and, and the request all the time. So what I am considering, in fact, to have a, sp- a, a different class for those who joined recently and then uh, the, the other major uh, big class continues. But uh, Molana, we don't want to add cause, the word cause to it also, because the moment you add a word cause, then thank you, mensen, geld. Mm. We want to say that uh, we're offering marriage classes absolutely free, Molana. Um, and I'm not shy to say that if there's anyone that wants to make a sadaqah donation, that is more than welcome. Mm. But we do not have a requirement, because the moment we're going to fix a price to it, Molana, then only the haves, those who have, and those who can afford, they will be able to come. Those who cannot afford will be left in the dark. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, we prefer not to attach a fee. But again, I, I always tell people, when people ask me, what Molana, what is the fee? I tell them whatever is in your heart. 
mm. you know so it is absolutely free of charge it is for married couples as well as unmarried couples it is for old couples as well as young couples it is for ladies and gentlemen it is for non-muslims for that matter as well Mm. Even non-Muslims are welcome to attend. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah we're doing mm. it on the big screen, Molana. the technology break, so it's a PowerPoint uh, format. Mm. Our presentation and Alhamdulillah is quite interactive, where the people can see the notes on the uh, big screen, and we try to make it colourful as well because it's really from inside, often more colours. So op op presentation and matches, but the colours op when it's already titties op se, at the series, hey, but they would they they colour pass it, they colour it. So we've even considered that as well. So yes, indeed, okay. Molana, uh, I we invite everyone uh, to attend the class, inshallah. Yes, okay, inshallah, Molana, that's uh, that's good to hear. Um, well, we will be going for ads in about five minutes or so, inshallah. So, I see there is a bit of uh, there's about uh, a message here. Um, one person asking why are men so stubborn Allah and then another one say can we speak about grief among family members shukran um, yes inshallah we can touch on the topic as well although that is not our major focus hmm. <coughs> uh, we apologize for that but hmm. as for the why question molana why are men so stubborn i want to perhaps say uh, respond and say that uh, we can't paint all men with the same brush Mm. Um, maybe the person has, has uh, you know, has perhaps come across someone, one or two or three males in his or her life that are stubborn males, but not necessarily all males are stubborn people. Um, we must remember that uh, each male and female are made up of different qualities. The quality of example of females, one can similarly ask why are females so sensitive and 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 clean gevoelig you know they get hurt very easily it's a quality of females uh, but one doesn't say that all females are like that mm. so by the same token one cannot paint all men i would rather respond and say that the person that you have encountered perhaps has good reason and justification for being stubborn in a certain way but also if the person is on the truth and the haq then indeed perhaps the stubbornness is justified but if the person is stubborn simply on basis of a, a minor incident or a minor matter then indeed we need to address the person and say that a true man and a real man admits his wrongs and say you know i was wrong and i need to say mouth and i need to ask forgiveness and i need to admit that i was wrong mm. but yes indeed i suppose you know uh, the quality of stubbornness is Maybe I don't know, Molana. If you are a very stubborn person, no, not at all. <laughs> uh. I, I'm, I'm not going to begin to speak about myself, Molana, yeah. because to an extent, the lady or the person that sent the SMS is correct, because there is a big measure of stubbornness in many men. Yeah. But again, inshallah, we must ask Allah to give us softness of the heart. Amen. Allah Amen. must make our hearts soft, inshallah. Yes, I mean, I nearly wanted to say, but. Uh, as they get older, the men, uh, then perhaps they become stubborn as they go into the years. But South would know that would also be a stereotype. Yes. Like this one could also be. Yes. Uh, but uh, be that as it may. Salam, I'm divorced with one child. My parents insist I get married again. However, I want to get married for the sake of Allah. How do I get to that? Uh, let me just see. How do I get to that point? Shukran. Okay, Bismillah rahman rahim May Allah give you ease and peace after your after your talaq, after your divorce. Um, it is, I, I think the, 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 the sender mentioned that she's divorced now with one child. Mm -hmm. 
You must remember that going through a talaq and through a divorce is a very traumatic experience. It's an experience that uh, one will never forget in your life. It's an experience that uh, has its uh, own measure of trauma, stress and emotional upset. And so therefore, I think the first phase after a talaq is to, is to absorb and adjust and really heal because so much hurt is often a part of a divorce. There's so much hurt that is part of it and often we need to heal. But what we also need to realize is that we don't go through a talaq or a divorce alone. The children go through it as well. Often uh, the children are torn between parents and often the parents demand that the children side with the one uh, the one often, you know, makes up the children against the father, or the father makes them up against the mother. So the children also need to heal, and they need to be told, and they need to be reminded that it is not their matter, it is the matter between the mother and the father, and they therefore have to love both unconditionally. But what I found, Molana, hmm. is that children do exactly that. Irrespective of whether who is wrong, the bonds of nature ties them so tightly that they will, res- they will respond with love to both parents. Mm. And so the parents mustn't expect more love after the talaq or less love after the talaq. They must just say that you are still my son, you are still my daughter, I still love you and I hope you, uh, you can find it in your heart to still love me the way you loved me when I was married to your mother or to your father. Mm. But so healing is part of it. So my dear sister, I would suggest that first that takes some time to heal. The second aspect is that uh, healing doesn't take forever. So time is a healer, but at the same time, healing can only be done when we assist the process. Uh, when, when we have a pain, we take a tablet. When we have a wound, we put on a plaster. When we have a, uh, you know, whatever form of pain it is physically, we do something to, to alleviate that pain. So by the same token, when it comes to emotional pains, we have to do something to help that pain. And part of that is to also speak about our pains, mm. is all to express, but more so to approach the one or confront the one that has caused us the pain and tell that person that part of my healing is me forgiving you. I want to tell you that whatever hurt you have done to me, I forgive you. As for the parents now demanding that she must get married, I don't think that's a demand that the parents should make on her. I can perhaps understand why the parents are doing it because the child now needs a stable home, etc. I can understand that. But I don't think they should demand of her. They should encourage her, yes, certainly, but not demand of her that she must get married. And of course, also, you don't just jump um, from, uh, you know, out of the bed of the one into the bed of the other one. I think also often we find that ladies who have been divorced, especially ladies, they are extra careful with who they choose next. So she must be allowed that time to make a, a, a better choice. She must be allowed that time to make a choice that was, and, and, and you know, the mistakes that she maybe saw in her first husband, she must be allowed to look for those mistakes and and perhaps ascertain that perhaps the second husband or the second person that she wants to get married to does not have the same kind of qualities that caused her to be talaq in the first place. So mm. it shouldn't be a matter that is hurried along. Mm. So I would suggest that she takes a time, tell mommy and daddy, or for Abhi and Ummi, or for mom and dad, tell them mom and dad, yes, I agree with you, I should get married. But give me some time because that is what I need right now. Mm-hmm. Shukran Molina, I hope that answered your question, inshallah. We're going to go for our ads uh, very quickly and we'll come back with your questions on 479. The Voice of the Cape. 
91.3 FM Stereo. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Welcome to our program once again, and we're taking your messages on 47913. Our guest, uh, Imam at uh, Masjid Uthani in Mitchell Spring, Rocklands, and that's Mullah Sabri David's with us today, answering your questions pertaining to marriages. Inshallah, looking at your questions as they come through, um, the person responded there, not grief, but it's greed, to speak about greed among family members. That's the one. Allahu Akbar. <sighs> Um, yes, Molana, we can briefly just mention that greed is attached to our yaqeen. Our yaqeen should be that Allah is the raziq. Allah is the one that gives rizq. And so therefore, I should be contented that whatever has been written for me, I will get. Allah yarzuku mayyasha, that Allah is the one that gives rizq to whom he wants, how much he wants, when he wants it, wants to give it. And so that is the first aspect of the greed that we that we that we want to focus on. That we should have this total yaqeen that Allah is the giver. Hence, my greed is not going to bring more to my pocket. My greed is not going to bring, uh, you know, make me richer. My greed is not going to to cause me that now I'm going to be liquor off in life. No, on the contrary, my greed may just make me a lot of enemies. My greed may just cause me to, to, to have people around me dislike me because of my greed. Uh, just the other day we did one, I, I read one hadith and I, I asked forgiveness for not having the, uh, the exact Arabic uh, text. text. I asked forgiveness for that. But when the one sahabi radiallahu anhu came to Rasulullah sallallahu and he asked Rasulullah sallallahu Ya Rasulullah, teach me something that if I do it, people will like me, Allah will love me and people around me will like me. Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam responded to him and said that if you do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to do, Allah will love you for that. And if you look at people and do not desire what they have, people will love you. So our our abstinence from desiring uh, and from being greedy for the uh, possessions of others, this will cause people to love us. And on the other hand, if we just constantly look at what people have and we look at what we can benefit from people, people are going to start to evade us. In fact, Molana, a very realistic example that happened, uh, there was a person at, uh, at, 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 at the mosque and the person specifically mentioned that, and this person, Alhamdulillah, is a person of wealth. Hmm. So the person said, Molana, I don't want to come to the masjid anymore. So I asked the person, why not? He says, after every waqt, there's five, six people around me that want money from me. Yeah, so, yeah. so this is what they see me for. And mm. I'm asking, starting to think, what are they coming to mosque for? So, so, so they desire what, and it's not like once or twice, it's like, Every second day mm-hmm. this happens. So he says, I don't feel comfortable coming to mosque because people all the time want my money and they want money from me. So this is the effect that our greed has on others even. Mm. So uh, th- we don't want to make it a long drawn out discussion, Molana, but suffice to say that our, our iman and our taqwa, our yaqeen rather should be that Allah gives 
and therefore my greed for, for, for what others have is a form of, 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 of hasad and therefore I cannot desire what Allah has given that person except to ask Allah to give me barakah in mind, inshallah. Allahumma ameen. Ameen. Salaamu alaykum. How does one handle sibling rivalry which is vented not at each other but via the parent in WhatsApp forum? The one does not know how the other one feels about him, her because they vent feelings to the mom. Okay. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. We must realize that uh, sibling rivalry is often started when the children are very young in the home. Often parents compare siblings to each other and in the end the one sibling ends up hating the other sibling. Be that as it may, uh, families are made up of a lot of emotional, um, you know, uh, I want one, what one wants to say features. Mm-hmm. In one family you'll get the one that is always angry, you'll get the one that is depressed, you'll get the one that is, you get different emotions and, 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 and psychological features in a family. True success would be to join all those features and have one heart. When it comes to when it comes to having one heart as far as the family is concerned, this will alleviate family uh, sibling rivalry. Also, the maturity to tell my sibling, this is how I feel about you. This is how I think you should do or this is what I think of you. Please forgive me if I'm hurting you, but this is part of being assertive. Family members are often less assertive because they want to preserve the relationship, which is a good thing on the one hand, but on the other hand, a relationship that is not based on complete openness and honesty with each other, then it's a false relationship, it's a fake relationship. Then I only love the person or make him understand that I love him, but in my heart I have malice towards him. Mm. So therefore I would say that the family needs to be assertive and the best way to handle that is to have a round table sitting and discuss all our differences. But also it is unfair to, 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 to go to the mother it is unfair to go to the mother and expect the mother to listen to all the ills of the other sibling because after all, they can't even do anything. So, you must have to feel as if one is more than the other. And that to me is a, 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 of a big concern, Molana. So, perhaps we should look at that, that we in fact hurting the mother more by talking about these other siblings to her. And therefore, it is not the mother's fault that the one sibling is like that and the other one. It is not the mother's fault the mother didn't tell them to be like that um so it is not correct to do that mm-hmm. uh, it says here my husband said to me that he is saving to take him and his mother on hajj he made no mention of taking me i am a revert and this hurt me deeply yes bismillah rahman rahim uh what we need to understand here is that uh, when the nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was asked uh, who is the person that has the most right over suhba, over my companionship, the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu said ummuk. Then the person again asked thumma man. Nabi sallallahu said ummuk. And then he again asked thumma man. The Nabi sallallahu said ummuk. And then the fourth time he asked thumma man, he said abuk. That who has the right, the most right to my companionship? The Nabi sallallahu said three times your hus- your mother, your mother, your mother. And the fourth time only he said your father. Uh, from this we can gather the position that the mother holds in the life of, of each and every Muslim. The mother has a high position, given also that it was the mother's 
it was perhaps before he got married to his wife, perhaps it was a lifelong dream of his mother to go for Hajj and perhaps she couldn't do it and perhaps he promised her that I will take mommy one day inshallah and so therefore one cannot just look at it from that aspect, one has to look at it from what was the build up towards that arrangement taking his mother for Hajj it is an honorable thing to do I don't think that she should feel uh, so hurt because uh, she cannot ever place herself on par with his mother Mm. however I do think it was unwise of the husband to not have said, inshallah, my darling, as Allah for me vergin, gaan ek vir jou ook vat een dag vir hajj. Maar gee vir my net die opportunity om my janna gauw eerste te vat vir hajj. Hmm. As Allah my vergin, dan gaan ek vir jou ook vat. It would have been wiser of him to at least just tell her that that is his intention. And uh, then she would not have felt hurt. I am just concerned now that this lady must not respond or react against the mother. Because it is not the mother's fault that he didn't say that. And perhaps, my dear sister, it is in his heart, I'm sure it is in his heart, to take you for Hajj one day, inshallah. But mm. for now, I think this content with the fact that this might be a promise that he has ful- that he's fulfilling. It might be a lifelong dream of his mother to go for Hajj. And it might be a lifelong dream of him to take his mother for Hajj. Let us not deny him that through emotions. I don't mm. think emotions should uh, play such a big role. But again, we want to say that we need to, you know, do things with wisdom. And it would have been wiser for that husband to have said, look, I'm going to take you as well, inshallah, but kindly make sabr with me in this instance. Mm. The next message, more of a comment. Uh, it says, As-salamu barak to Maulana and the family on the marriage of Wasim. Maaf couldn't be there. Be assured of my du'a. As-salamu to Maulana As-salamu and family too and to Mama. Can I ask everyone to keep all deceased in du'as. Kanala shukran. So, yes. Uh, shukran Amin. Amin. We have about three minutes for the next one. Um, it says, yeah, I work and receive my nafaka from my husband's parents. Now my husband expects me to run the house and he's very stingy. How do I solve my problem? I can't understand his logic. Help. I work for his dad. Uh, I, yes, it says here, yeah, the SMS reads, I works for his dad. Okay, bismillah rahman rahim um, What I would conclude, Molana, and, and one doesn't want to make conclusions ideally because sometimes our conclusions can be incorrect. But what I see happening, or what I conclude rather, is that uh, we have an arrangement where perhaps the daughter works for the father, for her father-in-law. And I would think that it might be a family business. I don't know if there's any indication mm-hmm. of mm. that sort there, Molana. No, no. Just say she works for his dad. But the fact that she mentions mm. that she receives... Nafaka mm, from, from, the, hus- yeah, from, from the husband's father mm. So I would assume and conclude that the father uh, The son-in-law Or the son rather works for the father as well And then the father pays the salary of his son to the wife I'm not quite mm. sure Either way It doesn't matter who the payer of the salary is Nafaka is the responsibility of the husband Period That comes from Quran uh, There is no discussion around that the, yes, we can have arrangement, for example, many, many couples do this, where the husband's salary is not enough, he speaks to the wife, they have an arrangement, okay, I can work for his cult, then work for his cost, of I can do and the wife agrees, which is fine if, if a couple works hand in hand like that. However, irrespective of whether the lady is a millionaire, billionaire, or trillionaire, or zillionaire, the responsibility of nafaka still remains on the head of the husband. That's the first aspect. The second aspect is 
that if the father-in-law indeed gives money to the wife, saying that this is, so to speak, the salary of my son, which is therefore your nafaka, right? If that is an internal arrangement, we shouldn't find too much fault with that. Rather, she should make mashura with the husband and said, look, your father's giving me X amount. It is too little. And I'm sorry, but I cannot cope with that amount. She should not, uh, you know, uh, just sit down idly and say, well, let me see what I can do with this. She should speak to him openly and tell him that irrespective whether your father gives the money or you give the money, at the end of the day, the money that I receive as nafaka for me and the children and the home is too little. But the responsibility remains on the neck of the husband. I also want to say that, uh, uh, you know, I, my concern here, rather, Molana, is that this husband seems to be... I don't know, I'm going to conclude and say that is the father spoiling him here? Mm. Or is the father taking his responsibility and, you know, shoving his responsibility to the father? That is a concern to me. Because for as long as I'm going to be dependent on my father, then I'm never going to become a real man in terms of taking that responsibility. I would suggest that the sister contacts the local imam of her area to intervene and, and explain her concerns to the imam, um, bearing in mind, of course, that once she receives her haq, if the haq is sufficient for her, whether the father gives it or whether the husband gives it, at the end of the day, she receives her haq, and therefore I wouldn't have, or she wouldn't have a strong case. So maybe she should ask the imam, because there's other dynamics to, to that as well. One cannot just merely respond on the basis of the SMS. Mm. I would suggest that you ask the imam to also intervene, inshallah. Yes, yes, inshallah. Shukran, we're going to go for our uh, news at this time. And uh, we'll be back after the news with our marriage program. The Voice of the Cape. Pioneering 20 years in Muslim radio. My radio station. Your radio station, our radio station. We continue with our program here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3. Our guest today, Mola Sabri Davids, and taking your messages on 47913. I just told Molana now we are on 87 messages already. We started off at 45 and we are on 87 thus far. So, inshallah. We'll try to keep that going as swiftly as possible and answer your questions as soon as as, as possible, inshallah. Salam Zimam, I'm married to my second husband for nine years now. He knew I had kids and now it has become a big problem in marriage life. It's going on for eight years now. I will, um, I'm just reading the SMS as how I see it. So if it sounds a bit strange, it's because I'm, I'm reading it as what I see here. So it says, I will... By my by himself, please assist. I don't know what's that. I W E and then it continues L L by himself. Okay. But I suppose Mullah got the gist of the, the gist of, of it. Yeah. Bismillah rahman rahim uh, First of all, we need to say that that is why the premarital interview is so important with both, and uh, that is where we give our commitment uh, for better or for worse. What we as husbands need to realize that when we marry a lady who has children, number one, those children are not our children. They are the huck and the blood of someone else. And as such, because of that, we have to respect them as the, and one doesn't want to refer to human beings as the possession of someone else. But for the sake of discussion, they are the love and possession of someone else. So we have no right to disrespect, nor to overstep and violate 
other, uh, anyone else's property or possessions. That is the first aspect. The second aspect is that uh, depending on how old the children were, this is that is why I, I, I lay a lot of emphasis on this, Molana, that when couples get married and there are children involved, please climatize the children towards the new person. Not by letting the person come sit there, because for the marriage, then he has, you know, goody two-shoes. For the marriage, he has no father, the best. But let the children try to attach to the person on their own, at their own pace. That is the first aspect. Perhaps there was never that bonding, you know, before the marriage, or there was never that bonding even during the marriage of the children to the new husband. Um, just calling the new husband daddy is of no consequence. That the children feel obliged to call. In fact, they even do it on their own. This is my new daddy. They say this is my new daddy without being told that by the parents because they've got this inclination towards that man as a father. So they see in him a father that wasn't there for them or that uh, a father figure that can guide them. And so hence for him to become they will feel rejection. I think that family counseling is of utmost importance. What husbands who marry women with children, whether they are small children even, they must be, it's the entire package. And they need to realize beforehand that they will never be able to love those children as much as their own or as much as their father loved them. But they can do this, the next best thing. And the next best thing is to at least respect them and to at least have tolerance for them and to at least rear them in the proper way. I'm also saying this, that the children are not all sweet and innocent. Very often, the children express through mannerisms, through behavior, because they don't find words to say. They don't know how to express themselves in words, so they express themselves in action and behavior. And so hence it is important to, 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 to find out from the children what is causing them this kind of odd behavior, if there is any, mm. towards the father perhaps, or to find out directly in so many words, funny pa, haki jay as bayesanaks met mekinnis, leg jenny mekinnis nie, or what, you know? Mm. Um, it is also essential that the father, the new husband must not expect the children to, to treat him as their father because they still love their biological father. Mm. They love their father because that is my daddy, you're not my daddy. But then don't also make the child or force the child to accept my position as your father. Rather accept my authority as your mother's husband and as the sultan of this household. You will live by my rules as long as those rules are in conformity with Quran. But beyond that, a definite uh, intervention is necessary. And therefore I deem it important that she gets the imam in. And the listeners might uh, notice that always we give at the end, we give the advice of mm. getting the imam in. We must remember that this, uh, uh, this program cannot suffice for all the many things that need to be said. True. The imam of the area, inshallah, will have more time to deal with the situation individually and give better advice. So my advice again is please go to the imam of your area and ask him to have a family sitting with the husband and then uh, speak your heart inshallah mm -hmm. and uh, yes uh, the program is just to give momentum to yes. the to the issue and, and inshallah take it further from there um man talak wife wife finish idda now man comes back to wife can they get back together new nikah secondly young lady has her own property gets married wife dies does husband now inherit from her property 
it's two questions. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Let's start with the first question, Molana. That uh, it depends on what uh, was it the first or the second or the third talaq. If it was the first or the second talaq, uh, and I'm just going to briefly explain it, Molana, that during the idda period, in the first and the second talaq, which is called talaq raji, yeah. the two are, are allowed to reconcile without a new marriage. If the idda period has expired, they have to remarry. Hmm. <coughs> I think that's in, uh, as plain and simple as we can say it. If it is the first talaq, wife went under idda, idda expired, they want to not get together again. Simple process, she goes to her wakil, she tells her wakil, I want to get married again. Or in fact, she doesn't have to inform him as such, uh, because she was married, so she can make the choice. But uh, obviously, we, we go with, uh, with the respect and, and, and with the institutions that's instituted. So she goes to her wakil, tells him, I want to get married. He goes to the imam and tells the imam, my daughter wants to get married again to the same husband, same procedure where they have a, a uh, mahar, they have ijab and kabul, they have the two witnesses, etc., etc., etc. That I think hopefully answers that question. The two of them are not haram to marry. They can marry after the idda is over. However, if it was the third talaq and the idda has expired or does not have to expire, after the third talaq, they cannot remarry again. The condition is that the wife has to go to Zawjan Akhar, which is, uh, so to speak, Mm -hmm. a new husband. He has to marry her. They have to consummate the marriage. He has to make talaq of her on his own, not by arrangement, because this is sinful. If I tell the, my friend, throw Jaifah, then talaq Jaifah that I can't throw ni. Doesn't work like that. This is haram. This is the muhallil and muhallal lahu. Hmm. This is haram. So now, after the third talaq, she has to get married to another husband. He has to consummate the marriage with her. The, he has to talaq her on his own, and then only. After that Ida period, she's free to go back to her first husband. Okay, that takes care of the first question. The second question is that, uh, yes, indeed, does the husband inherit from the wife? I think the wife died. Mm, so the young nice. lady had property. She got married to someone. Um, she then passed on, I gather. And mm. uh, the husband now uh, is entitled, uh, Whether the, is the husband entitled to to inherit from her most certainly the husband and the wife always inherit from the deceased if they were married at the time of the wafat at the time of the death in other words um, at the time of death if I and my wife were talaqed then she does not inherit from me but yes indeed she does if I was married to her at the time when I passed on or when she passed on then we both inherit from each other the uh, con- the basic understanding there if the wife had children he would ha- he would inherit a quarter of what she has left behind if she had no children he will inherit half of what she has left behind so yes indeed he does inherit from his uh, deceased wife. Shukran for that, Molana. We're going to go for our ads, and when we come back, we'll continue with your questions. You listen to the stem from the car of 91.3 and 95.8 FM stereo. 
Welcome back. Uh, our program you're on the voice of the Cape. Our next question. Uh, can, uh, oh, the contact details for the marriage classes that was just mentioned. Um, yes, that takes place on the Friday evening at uh, at the Rocklands Masjid. That's here on Spine Road, Masjid Uthani. That's where Molana Sabri is the Imam. So that's uh, Friday evening between Maghrib and Aisha. So. That's the times for that. The next question, Salam, Habi smoke too much. He smells bad breath. People shy away from him. He make no effort to smoke less. He is arrogant. He say loves to smoke. Help, Shukran. Okay, Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim. Uh, there's no way in which we can encourage smoking, Malana, and there's no way which in which we can justify it, and there's no way in which we can say it is okay to smoke. It is not okay to smoke. It is a health risk. And indeed, it, uh, we need to urgent, uh, you know, pertinently look at stopping uh, those of us uh, who do smoke. I want to also say that any amount of arrogance is not allowed in Islam. If uh, the other day we, we, we spoke about some, you know, haram and some evil, and we mentioned in the masjid that if a person is involved in something that is un-Islamic, and the person, uh, and the example that we made was the music, if the person is involved in the music and you know the dancing and all these things do not justify your own actions do not justify at least say okay i know it is haram or i know it is makro or i know it is wrong i i am weak and i will try to to better myself but don't look for islamic justification to smoke at the least it is makro some ulama say it is even haram to smoke mm-hmm. but there's a difference of opinion amongst ulama i don't think i want to use this forum to make halal and haram what we want to say is that if an action affects me it's okay and then i can live with it if an action affects others then i am being selfish if my action de- uh, affects other people around me then i need to look and stop that action because then it becomes selfishness and then i become self-centered because i only think of myself as for the as for the whole idea of stinking uh Allah Akbar, you know the listener says i think she mentioned the word stinking it smells yeah, bad yeah. i i so. can just ask uh, and i hope this listener the smoker is lis- is, is, is is listening that it nabi muhammad sallallahu made even things that are permissible and that are healthy we're looking at the onions we're looking at the um garlic garlic so now even we are even we have been prohibited from entering the masjid when we have eaten these uh, vegetables and these are permissible things and garlic is the nature's best antibiotic mm. we have even been prohibited from entering the masjid with the smell in the mouth we so so if we were prohibited from entering the masjid with this smell can we then understand any other smell beyond this how foul it must be mm. so therefore that person should be more considerate and uh, to keep a little bit of toothpaste around or even better to make miswak of the mouth you know cleaning the ma- mouth with the miswak it will only build that relationship um, and again I see this as the person is not interested in building that relationship and mm. so we hope by Allah that this person is taking note and this person change that bad habit inshallah especially also the mm. habit of smoking if he's got no intention at least we should have intention to give up good we should not say ni opgini. We should have intention of niya mark because your niya is free. And perhaps inshallah through our niya Allah will grant us the strength inshallah mm. of the ruk.
So inshallah we encourage everyone who's listening to stop smoking inshallah. Mm-hmm. Um, the next uh, question, or rather this was uh, perhaps an amendment or rectification to the previous one about the woman whose uh, husband works for the dad. I mean he works for his dad. That was that's the, 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 I think our the, conclusion was correct therefore. Mm. Okay, yeah. then we continue. It says, yes, my husband gave me my three talaks. How do I go forward? I have a five-month and four-year-old babies. I'm so heartbroken. I don't know what to do. Shukran. Subhanallah. You know, my dear Molana and my dear listeners, we, we, I need to do this. I need to take this opportunity and mention that uh, the latest uh, uh, feature that has surfaced quite tremendously in Cape Town is this the feature of the Shia Mut'a marriages and we know that these marriages have been abolished by Rasulullah and been made haram yet uh, the Shia believe this incorrectly so and uh, we need to say that this is more and more a f- becoming a feature and it makes me think of this particular feature where the lady was married very young girl actually 19 years old and she was married to this person and then after about three or four months he came and said that this is a mut'a marriage and mm-hmm. that he's breaking off the marriage and she was hamil uh, three or four months of him so i'm just thinking shame what that lady has to go through same with this our sister may allah grant her ease and peace inshallah Amen. may allah grant her the strength to carry on from day to day mm-hmm. my dear sister the way forward is first heal from what you went through uh, healing is absolutely important do not be in a big hurry to find uh, new love and new life first end of this what you had by healing and coming out of it with your soul intact with your emotions intact with your chin held high and say alhamdulillah i've made this through that is the first uh, point of departure i want to say secondly remember that things happen only with a purpose hmm. sometimes it might be that we like something and then it is bad for us and sometimes it might be that we love something and we dislike something and then it is good for us mm. perhaps this is one of those instances i cannot say i do not judge except that mention that perhaps this marriage was not a good thing for you and hence allah made it end because allah wants you to find better another dua that we need to make and this is perhaps part three or step three perhaps that we can take in our healing process allahumma ajirni fi musibati wa khlufni khayrun minha oh allah save me and help me and assist me in the time of uh, my trial and my tribulation and replace what i've lost with something better Hmm. and perhaps that is a good starting point but before one comes zero and the starting point at zero is to realize that this is allah's way of putting a test in my life and allah only loves me that is why he has tested me in this way and therefore I need to take this opportunity to then return to my Allah and ask my Allah for guidance and protection inshallah inshallah I also want to say Malana, that mm-hmm. uh, a number of people had asked me uh, if they come to the marriage class 
um, and you know, do we do some form of counseling? I usually mention a situation or two and give some advice uh, after the class for about five, ten minutes. So yes, it can become a form of counseling as well. So attending the marriage class, inshallah, will also be beneficial in that regard, inshallah. Inshallah. And uh, the next one, um, Maaf, I did not mean to label all men that was stubborn, but was referring to my own husband. Jazakallah for the advice. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue his blessings for the good work she handled and is doing and that apology, mashallah. Apology accepted, Titi. Inshallah, was with Allah can be just Thomas Taranagui sometimes. Next one, Sheikh. What do I do if my brother and his wife disallows his kids to have contact with us because I warned him of Allah's commands regarding family ties? So, okay, besides cutting ties with me, is also cutting ties with my children. I'm tired of being the one to try to rectify the situation, and he does not want me to get a mediator. Uh, this is certainly haram. Please advise what should I do and the consequences of the actions. So the husband is disallowing the children to have contact uh, with the uncle? My brother and his wife oh, the disallows his kids to have contact with us. Okay, okay. Uh, first of all, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. We know um, when Allah created the rahim, the womb, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, the rahim complained to Allah that, Ya Allah, what if they... What if insan cuts ties? Now, why why the rahim refers to the womb, uh, the family ties, when it comes to family ties, sila to rahim, keeping family ties, the rahim doesn't refer to the womb per se, it refers to those family ties, blood, relatives, right? So the womb complained to Allah, Ya Allah, I fear that they may break ties, they may break me apart in terms of the ties. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the rahim that I will... Distance myself from that one who distances in themselves from their families. On the night of Ruah, Laylatul Nisfi Sha'ban, one of the, it comes in one riwayah that Allah will not accept the dua of the person who has cut ties with the family. And so, yes, indeed, families have differences, and uh, under no circumstances do we, can we expect, because even royal families have their differences. Under no circumstances can we expect the families, you know, to be perfect. If we have differences, we need to respect one another uh, as human beings and Muslims. Um, so, indeed, Allah will Allah will distance Allah self from the person who distances himself unnecessarily and unjustifiably uh, from his family. One can never say there is a justified reason to cut family ties because despite our differences, we can talk about it. That we don't have to have a cup of tea every day. We don't have to visit each other every day. We don't have to call each other every day. But the respect and the love must remain intact. So that the, that brother and his wife is doing totally haram. On the other hand, I want to tell the sister or the person that uh, sent the SMS, do not stop trying to mend the ties and the relationship. Allah will also keep us. We can't say, well, I must continue to try and mend the relationship. So in, in as much as it is his responsibility, so too it is my responsibility to mend the relationship and to try and patch up where things went wrong. So continuously send those SMSs to him, uh, continuously send the messages, continuously call them, continuously tell the children and teach the children and educate the children and drill it in them that that is your auntie or that is your uncle, you can't go to your Uncle Haki, whatever the man's name is, Uncle mm. Aslam, uh, Slamat for your birthday, and so on. 
Do not allow the children to be disrespectful. If he pushes the children away, the owners would be on him to correct that. And tell the children, even if uncle whatever doesn't greet you back, you still continue to greet. Even if he doesn't take your hand, you still offer your hand. Even if he doesn't take note of you, even if he shuns you, you continue. Allah will grant you khair and Allah will grant you uh, nur because of that keeping the family tie alive mm-hmm. again i want to say that even if you, if water drips on a rock after a while even the rock can crack mm-hmm. so we'll continue inshallah amen um molana my man prat niks met my nie ek staan rerig deur dik en dun met hom sy hart sy syke ek gaan maar sê al sy siekte wat in die boek is hy het die gewerkie ek het daai ook saam hom gegaan en werkie Ik bij die huis, maar als hij bij die huis komt, is hij zo so miserable. Allahu Akbar. If the, if the husband appears miserable, given all that you've said, uit had kwale, dit syke, en al die siekte wat in die boek is, and I mean, I can gather that hij is moet een klomsiekte wees, Molana, uit syke had kwale, uit syke syke, uit syke high blood pressure, mag kwale, uit jig, uit de reitis, al die siekte wat ons kan aandink, het die man, I'm not going to justify his uh, moodiness and his actions, but my dear sister, of, given of what you said, the man has, from a human perspective, it has some reason to be down to full. And on the other hand, we should lift him up and tell him, you know what, brother, Allah has preferred you over many others. Why are you so downtrodden? You should lift that chin and say Alhamdulillah because the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that even if it is as little as a prick, the, you know, a thorn that pricks us, hmm. Allah will forgive our sins and He will elevate our position in Jannah. So whatever difficulty a Muslim goes through, bear in mind that it is from Allah and indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen him. To the sister I want to say, continue to treat him with kindness. May Allah reward you. He is a good friend. Ze kree, ze kree, ze kree baie minstike vrouwens vandag. Mag Allah ons vrouwens wat dit doen, saam met hulle man staan, saam met hulle man hospitaal toe gaan, saam met die man, en really Molana, I, I, I think, uh, you know, we need to express collectively onze appreciation to our wives who do this for us. Wat saam met ons staan, vroeg opstaan, dan gaat sittel saam met ons begrootske, Molana. The wife will never realize in our hearts how much it means to us. I want to tell that wife, mashallah, you did well, and continue to do that. Your kindness, inshallah, might just change him. And do not, you do not, do not admonish him in a harsh way. Say for him up a mooi sachte way. Haki, ek realize jy is baie siek. En ek verstaan vir jou. Maar Haki, ek sal hem met hem appreciate. Ad jy hem so, een keer net so my hallo sê, of een keer vir my sê, baie trame kasje gawa, vir wat jy so vir my doen. En ek miskien moet Gakkie net, miskien moet Gakkie mooi my gepraat raak, because ek kan imagine hoe vol Gakkie elke dag, die atereitis season kon nou weer aan, mm. en gaat hulle weer soos, gaat, yeah. gaat die peine weer kom, die hardkwaal kan nie nie vir hom afzet, because hy gaat die peine oor die bos kree, die syke kan nie enig iets eet, dan gaat die syke weer hoog. Mm. So I can imagine how this man must be, you know, surviving, with all these illnesses, 
And maybe she should give him the encouragement that he is being chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have all these illnesses and that he is indeed a fortunate, you know, and that she is there for him and she will never leave his side. Mm. But she also is human and she also needs some form of praise and thanks as well. Because Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, The person that does not express thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has indeed not expressed thankless, uh, thankfulness to Allah, uh, mouth to mankind. Mm. He hasn't expressed thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, some men are just, uh, especially uh, when they're in that condition, it's it's, it's very hard. So well, it is, uh, definitely, it's indeed, uh, you know, talking a little bit about the experience. Yeah. As di- I'm a diabetic. Sometimes, Molana, you wake up, you make whatever you need to do, you make your fajr, but you just don't have zest for life. Mm. It is just you, your your sugar is sometimes even normal, or sometimes it uh, stresses something that pushes up your readings and your sugar tremendously. Sometimes you just don't have. The, I'm going to use the word less. It's it does that to a person, unfortunately. <coughs> but at that time, you know, then you that force him and you But I can tell you out of experience, and my wife is hopefully listening to the program. In fact, she is listening. And uh, she can vouch what I'm telling you. Sometimes mm. that sickness, I feel not sick. Then you just feel so sick. And then at that time you need just support and sympathy. Or from net suit to Because when I have a spike, you know, when I have an, an episode, it takes two days to recover, Molana. Yes. When the sugar goes so high sometimes, uh, it takes up to two days. You, you can't recuperate quickly enough. And mm. the demands that are on you, you must work, you must see to that, you must see to this, you must see to everyone, everything. There's so mm. many demands on you and that pushes up your sugar even further because you're stressed. So it's a whole cycle. Mm. I want to ask that we be more sympathetic also to people who have these illnesses and ailments, inshallah. I mean, yes, may Allah grant uh, for Molina and, and all that, that that's going through this, Amen. may Allah make it easy, inshallah. Um, it must be. And I think Molina's also giving us quite, uh, you know, a window and we can look through and see exactly also to a certain degree how uh, the imams and, and how the ulama, how, how these people, how they need to, you know, in their day-to-day lives that uh, we come disturb them late at night Allah in the morning, any time of the day, and we expect them to be there. Little do we know that they also have their own concerns and their own uh, duties and responsibilities to take yes. care of. So, inshallah, may Allah grant all of them, Amen. all of our ulama, long Allah life, inshallah. Um, let's continue. Uh, is it wrong, Salam? Is it wrong to be a second wife because my brother says that I don't know my deen and my mom can't rest in a cover because of what I want to do? I'm hurt. Subhanallah. Um, I think, Molana, I said this. I say this on this forum. I've said it publicly in my class. I've said it in our masjid. I've said it in Juma, and I will continue saying it loud and clear, without fear of contradiction, without fear of criticism. We must stop making second marriages and third marriages, uh, and fourth marriages haram. We need to stop doing that in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. We have made it haram. Now, Molana, we know this. This there's something that is that is wise. That is permissible, that is wise, and something that is permissible, that is unwise. And the simple example is that to eat sugar, it is permissible, right? Mm. But to eat too, uh, to eat too much sugar is, is permissible, but unwise. To eat to eat sugar in in due measure is permissible and wise, but to eat sugar in undue measure, in overdue measure, is permissible but unwise. 
So by the same token, sometimes to get to take a second wife or a third wife is permissible, but it might not be the wise thing to do because the, the justifications might be wrong, the motivations might be wrong. Either way, we must put basta. The word I use is basta. The omen should say it basta. The omen should say it basta. No, no. Yeah. It should basta. I think I, I can't speak Malay. But but Raji Divaji will yes. be able to tell us exactly where does basta come from. Mm. But also no basta. No second marriage is haramak. If he says to her that Jay can you dini, I'm sure it's the dun. This is part of our din. Mm. And reality can I say dini. Also, wala taziru wazira tu wizara ukhra. No individual shall be burdened with the actions and the punishments of another individual's actions. So, mama, what is na kabur? Because why the daughter wants to do something which is halal ni. Valera, the first is a system with joy with the man. Salidan happy vis. As far as if the action is halal, like getting married is a halal action, then mama, if anything, if it had to have an effect on mama, and the cover may Allah give Mama Jannatul for those. Then it would have been that the had Mama Balunankari because the daughter is doing the right thing. And so, therefore, we cannot make halal, haram what Allah made halal. Allah even addresses Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Ya Yon Nabi, or said, Ya Yon Rasul. I'm not too sure Allah, mm-hmm. but Allah forgive me. Lima to harimu ma halallah. Why are you making haram what Allah has made halal? So who are you and I to make haram what Allah has made halal? If the Prophet was not even allowed that. And so therefore the brother is absolutely incorrect by discouraging marriage. Of course I can understand if the concern is a second marriage. This I can understand, but then it is for him as a man and perhaps as the wakil of, the, of, of, of his sister to go to the man she wants to marry and tell the man, I cannot stop my sister from marrying you, but I can stop you from harming my sister. So I'm, if you want to marry, if the two are married, but if you're going to harm my sister, you will deal with me in a big way. That he can do. See to it that his sister gets a good life with this man and see to it that justice prevails in this marriage and that this marriage becomes you know, one of nur and barakah, mm. but not tell his sister that she, what she wants to do is, is wrong and she doesn't know a deen. I also want to say this and before we finish off Molana, is that I know a number of ladies we've had who are second wives. I know a number of ladies who are second wives. Um, and this I say, not beca- uh, many people take the Imam or the Sheikh or the Molana in confidence. Hmm. Some of the reports that have come to me that the life is much better now than what my man to be frowns it. As he leave a buyer bitter, I smear a leaf of me. And one person even mentioned that the intimacy is so much more enjoyable and different now that he has two wives. One person told me that Molana Ikfadino Altiti salary, but I'm able to, uh, to, 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 to give my family somehow there's more baraka or there's more money for my first wife and, and children, and I'm able with the same salary to take care of my second wife, and both of them are happy. So, so we must only we mustn't only look at the vaga jechial krini. Allah subhanahu wa taala will make it easy for that person. Rather than have the person commit haram, let us rather encourage uh, that the person marries. And inshallah, we ask Allah to give khair and nur. Inshallah. I mean, we're going to go for a break now. And uh, yes, never do you hear anyone you know when they speak about uh, second wife story. There's always uh, some negative comment that Allah people Allah. have. May Allah protect Allah. us. Allah. Amen. Allah. Amen. Uh, let's go for our ad break and we come back with more of your music. The voice of 
Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Serial. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the Voice of the Cape. Moving on with our questions, and at the time now, 12.46, we'll be going on for the next 10 minutes or so, so please do stop with the SMSs at this time. We do apologize if we do not, do not get through all those SMSs, but what we'll do, I'll speak to the producer and ask them whether they can um, save those, uh, maybe have it uh, printed out, and when Mona Sabri comes on our program once again, and then can reply that if that would be fine uh, with yourselves as the listeners, inshallah. So let's move on. Um, I, I just had my sister pass on two weeks ago. And the next week, and then the, it continues, it says, and the next week, cousins celebrate a birthday and with a disco. That's where it ends. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. I, 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 this, this the celebration of birthdays. Molana, we're not going to make things halal and haram here. But we mustn't put too much emphasis on it where it hurts us in the pocket in the end. Yes, indeed, it is disrespectful, especially with the disco, this disco and dancing and music thing. We know that Islam does not encourage this, and some ulama, you know, go to the extent and say that even this music thing is totally haram. Be that as it may, uh, it was disrespectful on the one hand, uh, seeing that someone has passed away, although on the other hand, we are allowed three days of mourning, after that, life must go on. Whilst we don't agree with the disco part of the celebration um, and the party part of it, but uh, at the same time, you know that um, life goes on and we cannot say, Oh, leave So, yes, indeed, uh, it is uh, a bit disrespectful, I think, and uh, inshallah, we should tell that sister that uh, as some consideration would have been, uh, you know, in, uh, appropriate. And perhaps even if they had to give a dhikr, Molana, mm. and then also make dua for the deceased person, that would have been much more virtuous for them. Spend the same amount of money, buy some pies and samosas and have a nice dhikr at home, but she had that milk. Mm. In a bit yes. So yes, it was somewhat disrespectful. We don't want to, you know, go too deep into that. When I last it, Molana had that milk. I at like you, like him, you had that milk. Very had that, and yes, no. In fact, like him, you had that. Yes, it's something that's becoming quite a rarity in our communities. Yeah, like you can make a fight, cause but you can fight. You like you know, acne. You can even borrow some eggs. I remember as a child, we used to eat those things. Yes, yes. But now it's. Uh, you know, just a yeah. pot of fire foods, and yeah. there you go. Can you, there you go yeah. Done. Uh, this next person says, I have taken the following steps. I read Istighfar, Salawat 11 times, Atul Kursi 11 times, Suratul Duhan, Suratul Mulk, and I make dua profusely, pleading with Allah to remove these feelings the one siblings harbors about the other. And Alhamdulillah, it is coming right, Subhanallah. Um, can, we can also ask the hopefully the listener that uh, mentioned earlier take note of that particular uh, format that the listener sent. Inshallah, it will help her also. Inshallah. Yes, Inshallah. It says um, I married for twenty three years. Inshallah. My mother-in-law has passed on. Mm-hmm. However, this lady has never, ever, as long as I was married, never made salah. But when she passed, the daughter made her a badal hajj performed. 
How do you justify this? It's a bit mind-boggling, says this SMS. Yes, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. As mind-boggling as it is to the person, just as mind-boggling it is to me as well. Um, we cannot judge the actions of others. We cannot judge the position of others. We cannot judge uh, a deceased person by virtue of what he or she did or did not do. Similarly, we cannot judge the intentions of others. So may Allah accept that Hajj on behalf of that person. May Allah accept the tawbah that the person might have made before she passed on. And may Allah forgive all her sins that she might have committed before passing on. And may Allah give her nur in a qabr and may Allah enter into Jannah. Ameen, I think ameen. that is the good dua that we need to make for the deceased mm-hmm. instead of judging the deceased on basis of what someone else does. If a child, irrespective of whether the person was a musalli or not, um, at the end of the day, it was someone's mother. And that person has some feelings towards his mother. So if the person makes badal hajj for his mother, Alhamdulillah, may Allah accept it, inshallah. Ameen, ameen. Um, well, judgmental. Uh, let's move on. Um, uh, looking at our uh, our following SMS, uh, this person says that um, I need to apply for a fasa where I go for a quick help, abusive marriage, 20 years. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Molana, I'm going to respond. It might sound harsh. But if the person now says, I want to go for a quick fasakh, <laughs> but, st- but she waited 20 years, yes. now she wants to go for a quick fasakh. I want to say that uh, fasakh and talaq is not matters that are done quickly. It is matters that are done on justification. The agency that I deal with and that I refer uh, people to is the MJC, Muslim Judicial Council. I have sent people to them and despite my recommendation sometimes or despite my referral, they have their own protocol and process through which they put people. I want to suggest that she goes to the MGC. I want to also say that it is not a matter of walking in as a married person and walking out with a fasakh in your hand. No, it's a matter of a procedure. It is a matter of appearing in front of the uh, Sharia court. And the entire process is a carefully decided matter. It's not just a matter of formality. It's a process. But I would suggest that my sister goes to the MJC and ask them, lay the, uh, her case in front of them. If she has justification, yes, yes indeed, the husband has to be called in and uh, it's, uh, inshallah, go with the process. But please do not expect a quick or a fanaka hastaka move. Mm. It's not going to work like that. Yeah. Um, you waited 20 years, so uh, now it's unfair to expect others to give you a quick uh, release and a relief of your issues. Why did you wait 20 years? Mm. Salam, is it the wife's responsibility to make effort to get money for food, electricity, etc.? If husband tells you he has no money now, what must wife do to give food? Uh, can electricity for house? Uh, husband just say there's no money. I also work and my money goes also goes into the house. I always borrow, but he never bothered to ask where I get money from. Had enough now. Shukran wa salam. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. It is absolutely not the wife's responsibility. I say that without any hesitation, it is not her responsibility. But you see what males like that thrive on. Also, this is what I want to mention, that uh, um, if the husband willfully aspers, does not want to nafaka the wife and children, there's grounds for a fasqun nikah. 
period. No discussion about it. As I never put Ali, so she said there's no romance without finance. <laughs> you know, that was a number of his appetite. No romance without finance. If he doesn't want to pay, he cannot play. So please, my sister, if your husband refuses to nafaka you, you have a right to go to the imam for a fast nikah. But Molana, if we're going to say that so openly and broadly, that I can do a marriage fast-hakari, because I can do a situation, a realistic situation, and the cap is that the months sometimes get a week. Of the Asiviki. So we don't want to give a blanket ruling and say, Asimani Patali, Takredio Fasahi. No, these circumstances and conditions, and therefore I always maintain that this program is not sufficient to just answer a yes or a no answer. Sometimes we need to look at the reason. Maybe the husband doesn't have a job. Maybe he cannot work. Whatever the reason may be, it is not the responsibility of the wife. As far as boring none, this is more than what I found in many, many instances with many, many couples that I deal with, that the husband thrives on the mother hen syndrome of the wife. Mm-hmm. You see, she will, she is a survivor. And this is where we as men really, Wallahi Molana, we really need to learn a lesson from women. The fraud is a survivor, says all the way, Mark. The fraud is a why? Because she is a worried for herself. She is a instinct that she has, as that my family must eat. So she will go borrow money to make the family eat, uh, to give you know feed the family. Mm-hmm. Whereas the man has got that you know, I die 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 haughtiness even mm. that because the man you know I will even see him to get lini. But so often it just costs us to put our pride in our pockets and say, man, I need this even if I need to go cut people's grass for money. Yeah. But my family needs to eat, mm. and therefore more than the car guards, the owners that so uncommon in a frack and little yard, cause school market for a two and a half over there, a half. I I. Honor, I, I respond to them with honor. I say, "Come, never dach ni me bro, shukran man." But don't chase the man away because at least the man is doing an honest, you know, an honest living. Hmm. I park live as a car as a man says. So similarly, we as males who don't work, even if it means we have to go catch a fish and sell it, man, or cut out man, or cut was car man. I've got this yes. beautiful video on my WhatsApp that someone sent me about a guy that car was it. And he started and he's got his own business now. He's got his own car wash. Mm, mm. I mean, uh, so the man would say, say, funga itrek, daar waar het vast het. Ek weet nie waar sy die man na, daar moet jy maar die funga itrek en maar een plan maak, man. Get to work, yes. Yeah. Most of the time it's that uh, uh, shame. But inshallah, um, I think we, we have a minute left, Molina. There's quite a bit of questions. Unfortunately, we cannot go through them. And inshallah, uh, please perhaps wait till next week or if we do have Molina Sabri again in, the, in our next program. And Molina can answer it. We'll ask the producer to make a copy of the other SMSs that we have not gone through. And then inshallah, first thing when we see Molina again to uh, answer those questions. And as Molina always ends off, always his point of departure is that consult with your imams as well and uh, yes please do not use the sms line and this format in order to get at one and the other you know don't use this to use your imam because sometimes people they use the imam or the learned person as a kind of a you know a a bullet to shoot someone else so please do not let it be for those purposes the intent is sincerely to assist and help everyone uh, just indicate we need to end off. Shukran for joining us, Molina. Yes, All the good uh, health for you as well. It was a pleasure, Molina, and to the listeners as well, inshallah. Until we meet again. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. From myself as well, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.